And I shoot my shot and stuck on wild where it's going in. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hook shot a hole like Kareem, but I never lead a fuck. I hit that Janobi with my left hand all like, woo! Bitch, you were with me shooting in the gym? Long nights, I perform like Mike. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, action. James Harden with the range on me, nigga, way back. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I travel with a cocaine search. And you can live through anything if magic made it. What up, my fellow Nick fans? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease, and don't panic quite yet. And happy holidays to everyone and their family. And before I get to my weekly quick hits, I want you guys to sign up for my newsletter because I'll be starting a new live late night show where you guys could call in and give some of your two cents on what's going on with the Knicks, especially in this upcoming crazy pandemic season. So definitely sign up for the newsletter because that's exactly where you can get all the information on how to call in. And also check out the weekly gems below. There's a lot of dope things in there. Weekly playlists, business news, cookbooks, a lot of things you could download straight into your phone. So definitely check that out. Now the 2021 NBA free agency Grinch is right on time and he's right in season right now. Because with the signing of Giannis, not only the Knicks, but many other NBA teams have to make major adjustments. As the free agency pool for next summer is looking kind of slim. We've even seen Paul George come off the books and a lot of rookies that normally would have not gotten extensions did get extensions. We've seen Jonathan Isaac in Orlando coming off of two major injuries get a four-year extension for $80 million. Markel Fultz got extended. The Spurs, D. White got extended for four years. OG Ananobili up in Toronto, they were going after major big-name agents like Giannis. But they've made major adjustments and they signed Anobly for four years. Even Kyle Kuzma, who doesn't even play that good, got an extension with the Lakers because all these teams have noticed that the free agency pool for next summer is pretty much slim pickings. I mean, just looking at the list, we got Blake Griffin, Victor Oladipo, two injury-prone players. It's pretty much Drew Holiday with a player option, Kawhi Leonard with a player option. He's most likely going to re-sign because he already had mentioned if he had a good season, he's going to opt out so he can maximize his earning potential. And if he doesn't have a good season, he's pretty much has to opt in and settle. Also notable free agents, Kyle Lowry, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeMar DeRozan, Kelly Oubre. I mean, these guys are pretty decent, but they're not going to change anything for a franchise. But overall, the Giannis effect of him signing is pretty much had other teams quickly making adjustments and just keeping guys that they already had because they noticed that next offseason, there's no reason to go after the big name guy if he's no longer there. So this brings me to something that's pretty much gets repeated over and over again. I'm pretty sure it's a narrative, but it's always said that you can't rebuild in a big market. And this may be the beginning of especially Nick fans of just the realization that we're only in the beginning phases of a long rebuilding process. Because the summer of 2021 was our chance 
to sort of skip this rebuild. But now that the free agency list has dwindled and there's no real game changers, there's just a bunch of guys on that free agency list that will actually prolong us from rebuilding a solid contending team. This is sort of the beginning stages of just re us realizing that this is going to be a full rebuild. And I never understood where the saying came from that you can't rebuild in a large market because rebuilding is part of any sports franchise. It's actually part of the process. I don't know where that media narrative came from. It's almost like telling a sports franchise, you guys play in a too big of a market to go to practice. It's like, yo, you have to go to practice. How the hell are you going to have a contending sports team? And in the case for the New York Knicks, ducking the whole rebuilding process has actually left the franchise in stagnation for a long period of time. But as always, if there's a will, there's always a fucking way. And there's always other opportunities, especially with mid-level guys. We see LeVar Ball not getting an extension, so he'll enter restricted free agency. John Collins out of Atlanta. They signed so many guys to a lot of big contracts, so they might actually not have enough money to extend John Collins, which he put up pretty solid numbers last year. 21 points per game, 10 rebounds, solid young player. Jared Allen out of Brooklyn. He's not getting an extension. We all know where a lot of their money went to. Joe Harris, of course, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Karis LeVert. So there may be opportunity there. But as far as the Knicks, we did extend Kevin Knox to his fourth year on his rookie scale deal. And of course, we picked up RJ Barrett's third year. Now, it's very unfortunate because DSJ, Frank Nilakina, and Mitchell Robinson did not get extensions. So next summer, all three of these guys will be entering restricted free agency. And let's keep in mind that these guys were not drafted by the current regime of the Knicks. So there's no real loyalty to these guys. They're going to have to prove themselves this season in order to stay. And there will be plenty of opportunity because Coach Tibbs does not have any loyalty to a certain lineup. He loves shaking up the lineups. We've seen him do it for so many years in Chicago, especially at power forward. I remember Bobby Portis was always in and out the lineup, depending on the matchup or just his output in practice. Everything always varied up and down. And he did the same thing in Minnesota. So DSJ, Mitchell Robinson, and Frank Nilekina are going to have plenty of opportunity, especially if guys get injured. And knock on wood, but me, I am expecting this to happen. I do expect guys with the traveling and just the scheduling for a player or two to maybe end up getting this sickness that's going around. So guys will be out with issues relating to that. And so there will be opportunity for other guys to step up into the lineups. But out of these three players, I believe Mitchell Robinson and Frank Nilekina have the best opportunity to try to remain on the team. Just looking at each player, for example, Mitchell Robinson, all he has to do is pretty much remain out of foul trouble because in the limited minutes he plays, he's always close to four to five fouls, which isn't a good sign, especially for a player entering his third year. And looking at Frank Nilekina during the preseason, his shot looked a lot better. He just has to get more confidence in the offensive end and just remain consistent on the defensive end. But he definitely is going to be coming off the bench for most of this season because I see that Tibbs, so far, he does like starting his lineups with at least some sort of shooter. I mean, I've seen him do Peyton and Burks, and then he'll throw R.J. Barrett at small forward, depending on the size of the opponents. Or if R.J. Barrett goes back at the two, Peyton would be the other guard, and Reggie Bullock would be the small forward. The Knicks roster this current season 
is pretty much lacking shooters. So I, I still kind of expect Frank to still play limited minutes. But when he does come in, he can't be timid on the offensive end. He just got to let that thing go. And one more thing about Mitchell Robinson. If he actually expects to get paid during the next offseason to get that nice contract, he's really going to have to buckle down on them fouls. Because it's actually hard to pay a center good money when he have to cover his ass by paying another guy because he may be fouling out. So it's almost like you have to pay two guys in order to cover the 40 minutes a game. So Mitch Robinson is really going to have to prove to the Knicks that he could be a solid player for about 35 minutes plus without getting fouled out. I mean, for sure, it has to be this way, because if that's not the case, that means every time you have Mitchell Robinson, you're going to have to pay or find another Neuros Noel or Serge Ibaka or Montrez Herald. You're always going to have to find another mid-level guy to put behind Mitchell because he probably won't finish the game because he's going to need someone else to cover him for at least another 20 to 15 minutes a game. And there's only so far you can go with having something like that in your lineup. You know, I can understand giving Mitchell Robinson a nice piece of change if he was a good three-point shooter or he had a jump shot or at least some sort of dominant post game, but he really doesn't have any of those things. He's barely even a good free throw shooter. I think he's like 56% from the free throw line. When you guys can check me on that, but I can understand if there was something else that he brought to the table. It's just going to be hard to pay a player a decent portion of your cap when they always say the center position, quote unquote, is an outdated position. It's just hard to have a guy eating up a decent portion of your cap when he's pretty much a one-sided player and it's not even guaranteed he's going to be on the floor. So Mitch is definitely going to have to prove himself this season. He's going to have to show some sort of growth. Ooh, but, you know, everything is all about timing because you can even look at that Jerry Allen situation with the Nets with him about to enter restricted free agency, that could be a nice little fallback plan in case this Mitchell Robinson situation does not work out for us. Once again, this new current regime with Leon Rose, they are not loyal to the players that the other regime had selected. So you look at fan favorites like Alonzo Trier, he's no longer with the team and he's not even currently on another team right now. So the same fate could be awaiting Mitchell Robinson if he doesn't prove himself this season. Remember, these guys are second round draft picks and most NBA second round draft picks spend their early years, if they even have that many NBA years to begin with, but they spend most of that time trying to prove themselves to remain in the league. And the same situation applies here. Now, looking back at the 2017-2018 New York Knicks season, at the start of it, the Knicks said that they did not want to enter the current season with Carmelo Anthony still on the team. And especially with media day vastly approaching, the Knicks were able to strike a quick deal to send Carmelo Anthony to the OKC Thunder. But Paul George has spoke on this. And the reason why this trade was so quick to happen is because on the back end, Paul George worked out a deal over the summer that had he renewed quickly with OKC, the deal was for them to get Carmelo Anthony. You guys check this out. You know, it was my free agency. Mm -hmm. um, and I stayed in OKC because Melo came aboard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a loyal, a real yeah. one, yeah. I'm like, man, I will sign a bone, I will sign an extension for Rust or for Melo to come mm -hmm. to OKC. Mm -hmm. So that's how I gave up my free agent mm -hmm. opportunities okay. and locked in with OKC mm -hmm. because that was the only way to get Melo Mello for them to trade for Melo. So I'm like, cool, like. You know, and and I still thought it could have worked. We only was one together one year, like. Yeah. So 
that's how I was locked in. Um, I was supposed to, you know, take my free agency, be able to listen to everybody. At that moment, I was looking to go to LA, but you know, it was just like, you know what? I, I mess with Russ. I want to see this all the way through. Mm -hmm. Fine, like I'll, I'll sign an extension to get Melo here. Now this is very interesting because the Knicks were talking pretty greasy heading into the current season. And the media and especially fans were wondering how this was going to work because trade offers were not going to be looking juicy for Melo. And how were the Knicks going to be able to get rid of him before the media day started and the whole fiasco would happen? And it makes sense that Paul George, looking back months ahead when he had signed his extension right away at 12-1 on the dot that July summer, it makes sense why the Knicks were so confident that Carmelo Anthony would no longer be on the team. You guys enjoy the season opener? Don't forget to sign up for the email notifications so you get the number for the live show so you guys can give your two cents. Until next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.